Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention for any of the 11 Maryland Out of the Darkness walks this fall. Walk with us to fight suicide and raise funds and awareness to help save lives in Maryland. Together, we can create a culture that's smart about mental health. Find a walk near you. Go to AFSP.org slash MD together. That's AFSP.org slash MD together. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and one of the 1.2 million people who watched this past week's AEW Dynamite, <laughs> one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing as we always say during this pandemic, this air quote Saturday morning, sir? Oh, Roy, it, I'm feeling a cool breeze. Mm. I don't need the air conditioner on today. It's, mm. and like, and, and the thing that is like, I don't know, made of like, what is it? Is it made of pigskin, leather? I don't even know what the hell it is, but it's been being thrown around all over the country, whether it's in your local town, your local college, or in a stadium that's being rented to you, or like I don't know, <laughs> or or in thirty-two NFL cities, it it is it is officially football season. Let's tone down. Like I don't know, we can get the Sixers training camp. Let that simmer for a while, man. We got man, and week one did not disappoint. Like I don't know, like like I it even though it felt like an actual preseason game of getting kinks out. It was eventful. And I think that's what, that's why 211 million people watched football in week one, because it's eventful. <laughs> week one of the NFL season is in the books, as Chris has just said. 16 out of the 272 game, regular season games this season are already done. We've, I think, I think, and again, we do this every year, but I think we learned a lot about a lot of the teams in the league so far, just, just by one week of football. And we will break down week one. Of course, we'll spend a lot of time talking about the Philadelphia Football Eagles, our local team, who, again, eked out a win, I guess, is, I guess is a way to say it, although it didn't seem all that close um, in, when you actually watched the football game. But the Eagles did win this past weekend against the Lions. 30, oh, they did? Oh, yeah, they did I win. They didn't win. Oh, they did I, win. I, I, I couldn't tell because people <laughs> have just, like, but once again, I, I don't think this is, a, this is a Philly thing. I think this is just a sports thing. We're like, there's no way to actually constructively criticize a team without going completely overboard and say, okay, they have 49 flaws. I don't know how they're going to fix things. Like I, like, I don't know. Like, there, there are some things that they need to correct, but they also want a game. And there's only 17 of them. So, like, trying to figure out how you fit in, in this league and getting a win is good. For those of you who are not familiar with us, we are the middle ground show. Again, we are not here for hot takes. We understand everything is not black or white. It's not zero or one. Again, there's a middle ground to all these discussions, and we hope that to kind of bring you that middle ground when talking about the Eagles and their week one victory against the Lions. We'll talk about that. We'll discuss everything going on in the NFL, some NBA news as well. And, of course, again, Chris Domingo's favorite wrestling program, AEW <laughs> Dynamite, with the largest ratings in a year. Grand opening it's setting the it's setting the stage for a bigger event Huge. in Arthur Ashe Stadium than Serena Williams's retirement. Grand Slam 
Jimmy Connors and Boris Becker never done, never seen Max <laughs> Kastner, never seen uh, Sammy Gravar, who put out arguably the worst promo I've ever seen a, a, a human wrestler ever make. It was awful. I don't even know if I saw this, but I'm gonna uh, no, 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 it was really, it was basically in a nutshell why people like me just can't stand AEW. He was basically going on about, like, I don't know, the current events, and he's like, and, and he's like, oh man, like, I don't know, people putting up these five star matches. I'm putting up my five star matches. Where are my stars, Meltzer? I was like, why? Why are you looking for the approval of a hoarder that has not cleaned <laughs> his house? in 35 years why like no like why are you looking like i'm trying to think of a of a of a comparison in another sport where like i don't know like we're like i don't know like a player say yo where's my qbr but we don't even know who made qbr well qbr is a, some kind of weird generated stat by espn all right know. so it's not so it's so it's not it's not subjective like, like, it's like, uh, no, it's like saying, yo, where's my power ranking, Peter King? Right. Where's my right. power ranking? Well, right. where, well, why am I in the third tier, Steven Ruiz? Right, exactly. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> a, yeah, like, if you're going to get mad at somebody's rankings and then you just get mad at that person, again, that's, it's all one man's opinion and it is what it like, is. Like, no, no, it, it's like the PWI ranking. Right. It would be like Seth Rollins getting mad that he was, well, he should be mad. Well, he but I mean, be. but, but like, I don't know, that's, but that's like putting that in a promo saying, yo, Blank person who made, I don't even know, like, I don't know, Stu Sachs, whoever the hell runs PWI. It's like, yo, give me, give me my ratings. Like, I don't know. But not, nonetheless, we're here to talk about a lot about football. That's and right. if we have 49 seconds, we'll talk about Grand Slam. We will, we will talk about that. And before we get to that, again, I want to thank you guys, as always, for listening to us and supporting us here on the Broad Street Line, wherever and however you do it. Whether you listen every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Or whether you listen through the TuneIn app, go to TuneIn.com, search for the Philly Cam Station, and then, again, fire us up every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern, wherever you are. Or you can go to TuneIn.com and do the same thing as well. If you can't listen to us that way, you can also check us out wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, YouTube Music, Spotify. Just do a search for The Broad Street Line. Download us to your phone, your iPad, your MP3-enabled device. Listen at home or take us with you on the go 24-7, 365. Again, we are a very, very accessible podcast. And while you're doing all that, please give us a, uh, give us a follow on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. You mentioned Grand Slams. You mentioned tennis before. We got to give a shout-out to the GOAT, the other GOAT of tennis, also retiring this month. Shout-out to Roger the GOAT. No, it's either go to men's tennis. So, so, so again, it's a very so. There, you, there's really three acceptable answers when it comes to the go to men's tennis. It's either Roger Federer, it's either Rafael Nadal, or or Novak Djokovic. Everybody's in a different camp. You got to be in what? one camp. You got to be in one camp. But it's one of those three. I'm a Federer guy. I'm wow. Team Federer. No, no, but like I don't know. You're not putting any of the other guys of the past errors in that mix no no it's no and and those are, if you ask the other guys of the past errors they would tell you it's one of these three guys these are the three guys it's really? not yeah it's not agassi it's not sanford's it's not becker it's not mackerel it's not connor's you ask all of those dudes yo who was the best tennis player ever and they would what about avon lendl ask any of those guys and they would tell you it's one of these three guys it's one of these three now, guys. now i'm not i can't believe we're gonna go in a tennis conversation but was and I'm and I'm not disputing because I frankly really haven't followed tennis in like 20 years. But I, I mean, was their dominance 
attributable to the fact that they're very good, like or like all time greats. Like I don't know, I'm not, I'm not saying all, but the fact that they hoarded, and I mean hoarded, like Meltzer hoarded, all the all the majors for what the last fifteen years. A pretty decent amount of the majors for the past. Yeah, where since, are the yeah. no? Like, where is the competition? Like, I don't like. This is where I. I'm not gonna push back because, like, it's it's just like I don't know. It is what it is. But like, don't like. Isn't it? Isn't a factor in why they have been so dominant is because they haven't had any competition. No, I think the and I honestly believe I think the factor that they're they're so dominant is that. They're just that much better than everybody else. Okay. I mean, it's like, it's like they're, they're so much head, they're, they're so head and shoulders. Three of those guys in their primes were so head and shoulders above everybody else. That's why they cleaned up. And it was just hard to be like, really, like, think about it. Like, the only analogy that I can think of within the last 30 seconds is just, you know, recent college football Alabama and LSU and Clemson. Basically, those three are Alabama, LSU, and Clemson, and everybody else is everybody else. Like, you might, you know, I might get a Notre Dame that might sneak in the, sneak in the bowl, bowl playoff. You know, maybe like make a little bit of noise, but they're not—they're not Alabama, they're not LSU, so they're they, not Clemson, so, they're not Ohio so are State. They, are they—are they the leaders for majors? I—I—I I, I don't know. Yeah, they're—they're—they're the, they're the three leaders for majors. I know Federer has wow. twenty. Yeah, Federer has twenty. Um, I believe Nadal is twenty-one, and I believe Djokovic is twenty-two. Um, they're all twenty plus. They're all in the twenty twenty plus range. Um, yeah, because Federer—I think Federer is still is still one or two behind Djokovic. Um, but Federer, eight-time Wimbledon champion, I believe he won. The U.S. Open five times, I believe he won. Uh, I know he won the French once. He only won the French once. That was his. That was his thing. He only won the French once. Um, Nadal won the French like nine times. But so they all had their own, you know, their surfaces they excelled at. But to me, for my money, Roger Federer, the goat of men's tennis. But again, so is it's one so of those is three. Federer so is Federer and Nadal the best rivalry in tennis history? <sighs> again, you could argue Djokovic and Nadal. Um, okay. Because Federer, I mean, Federer's, you know, a great dude. He only has one French Open. Um, Nadal was great, but I think he only has one Wimbledon. Um, so, again, they all have their different surfaces they excel at. So, I mean, the, it, it's hard. You can take two, pull two of those names out of a hat, and that's the best rivalry in the men's tennis. I'll put it like that. Like, it's wow. really, like, it's really, like, they're, like, those three guys were, like, amazing. Um, so, shout out to Roger Federer for stepping away. He says, again, this Labor Cup, I think next week, that's coming up next week, is his last um actual professional tennis match although he'll probably play exhibitions every now and then just to kind of be on the court but again the advanced the advanced tennis challenge there you go yeah exactly yeah the world tennis challenge with serena (laughs) williams and no no venus williams whoever shows up at those things um yeah no it's gonna it's gonna be a a a very different tennis scene next year you know so who's next no i i mean like i don't know like i know there was that gentleman i sorry i i forget his name Alcaraz, uh, Carlos Alcaraz, and the other dude. Who's the other dude? Uh, I don't want to foe. I think people are calling Tiafoe, him Francis, foe. Francis Tiafo. Yes, okay, the American. Right. Yes. So sorry. No, no. I, I mean, like, I, I mean, I, I feel like the captain obvious the far, but is it men's tennis or just tennis, just dying for new blood? Yeah, well, I mean, well, I mean these been, three guys have been, dominated. You, no, but I mean, like, I think you could say that in women's tennis also. I mean, like, like other than um, Naomi Osaka, I mean, like, how many – there aren't any household names in tennis. There are none. No, and, and again, like you said, we're, 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 it looks like we're getting new blood on both sides. Like you said, we have Naomi Osaka. Now we have uh, Coco Golf on the women's side. We have Francis Tiafo 
Again, golf and tee off were both American, both American. So that's good for American tennis because American tennis really hasn't had a jolt in quite some time. Um, <laughs> and then just in general, like the, the, the man who just won the U.S. Open, uh, Carlos Alcaraz, he's 19 years old. He's Spanish. He's 19 years old. He's fantastic. He's going to be, he's the next guy. He's next. Like of, the, of anybody out there who's going to win a whole bunch of majors, I promise you this kid's going to win at least half a dozen majors over the next few years. He's he's fantastic. So there's some good there's some good tennis players on the on the horizon. Like you said, like over the last, you know, 10, 12, 14 years, it's really been like the same five or six people. Do you <laughs> think soccer has taken away somewhat? Like because obviously he, there is a limit on time allotted for sports. Correct. I and I feel that like in the last 15 to 20 years, a lot of the time allotted to the secondary sports, right? Like uh, tennis, um, track and field, um, soccer have been transferred to soccer. I, I, like I, I don't know. If maybe this is me living in this Twitter world, but I, I don't even think it's a Twitter thing. I think a lot of, a lot of my friends have acquired, like you, and, and a lot of my friends have acquired a fandom for soccer that they didn't have 15 years ago. That that like instead of watching baseball, you're watching soccer. Or if someone was watching hockey or, or tennis or I think I think golf has stayed the same. I, I mean like I don't know. Like or I, I think it might fluctuate up and down, but I think it's at the same plateau. But I think there's a lot of sports where the interest has gone down, but it's gone to like a sport like soccer. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I think a lot of the like you said, like the secondary sports I think it's going to soccer, and I think it's going to Formula One racing. I mean, I think those are yeah. the two biggest things that have grown over the past ten years, and I think it's probably due to TV deals and things like that. Because again, once you start see, once you start seeing these, these sports on TV on mainline TV, I think that's when the the uh, the growth of it kind of picks up. Because again, I mean, like I don't rem- I don't remember ten years ago, fifteen years ago, but I don't think Formula One racing was on every Sunday morning at eight o'clock on ESPN. I don't think it was. No. Maybe it was, but maybe you know. But and now, like that's on every every weekend. And every weekend you turn on NBC, like regular NBC, and you can see Premier League soccer. And that wasn't the case 10 years ago. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think most people, like you said, you have a, again, as we always say, you have a whole pie chart of time to kind of spend on certain things. And that pie chart that we used to spend, you know, 20% on, on baseball and 15% on hockey or whatever like that, a lot of that's kind of just kind of been shifted to, you know, soccer and Formula One and, you know, I guess the the, the new sports that are, that are on the horizon. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. But you know what's our favorite pie? But you know what's what's our favorite pie? What's that? Not uh, uh, <laughs> not the rock, but we love that football pie. Yeah, because the football you know pie. what? You know what? You you know what has the entire pie? It, it it's football. There ain't no like pie chart with football. It's just a big. It, it's just a big ass football. <laughs> I saw I saw a tweet that you put out yes uh, Sunday, and I I concur with it wholeheartedly. Um, I myself was not ready. For ten hours of football on Sunday, oh, I got to get back into shape, man. No, it was, it was no, a four I, o'clock. I really... It was a four o'clock window, and I was like, you know what, man? I know I'm going to watch this whole eight o'clock game. I got to take a break. I got to tap out. Yeah, I can't watch no, all this, man. It's too no. much. No, and I feel that like I don't know, like I feel like because I've said. Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention for any of the 11 Maryland Out of the Darkness walks this fall. Walk with us to fight suicide and raise funds and awareness to help save lives in Maryland. Together, we can create a culture that's smart about mental health. Find a walk near you. Go to AFSP.org slash MD together. That's AFSP.org slash MD together.
continue to say it's the best sports day of the year. And frankly, like it might be the best sports week. It's for me, it's the best sports weekend of the year. Like from Thursday to Monday, you just get like, I don't know, like, and it's the new car smell of football. Right. Like, I don't know, like, like you just get hype seeing like, I don't know, just your, your team for the, in, in like the last, what, like nine months. You haven't seen them. You, you, you miss them. But I think the excitement the adrenaline can only hold it for your until your game's over, and then you're like, "Damn, I want to snack, or I want to take a nap, or like I don't know, like." You really need to like I don't know, like hope that, but it never happens because week one, the the end of week, the end of the one p.m. games were, were bonkers, and then you just want to say, "Okay, I'm not really going to watch this Giants Titans game." So you know what? Let me set my alarm and see if I can take a take a power nap for like a quarter and a half. Right, right. You got to figure out that that window. Usually, the window, like you said, is like it's like a quarter and a half. Usually, like you know, four forty-five to five fifteen, five thirty, or something like that. You can kind of sneak in, like after the witching hour, but before the games get good again, you can kind of sneak in sometime because again, a whole days 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 worth of football, very hard to do, very hard to do again. Like you said, coming off of nine months without having it, but that's what we did this weekend. But it all started, of course, with the Philadelphia Football Eagles who beat the Lions. 38 to, 50, 38 to 35. Again, we're not going to relitigate every single play of the game, but I do want to mention a couple of things. Of course, the stats, Jalen Hurts, 18 to 32, 243 yards, uh, 17 rushes, 90 yards, and a touchdown for Jalen Hurts, 155 yards receiving for A.J. Brown, 96 yards on 13 carries um, by one Miles F. Sanders, and the Eagles, four rushing touchdowns against the Lions, second straight game. They've done that against Detroit. Um, so good stats, you know, by the Eagles from that perspective. Let's talk about the pros of the game. And let's talk about the the most hotly debated man of said game, one Jalen F. Hurts, who had a terrible start to the game. Started 0-5, um, just had just just looked bad, just looked out of sorts at the beginning of the game, um, but kind of locked in later later in the game. A lot of the chatter on social media, a lot of the chatter in the newspapers and online. Was Jalen Hurts too skittish? Did he bail too early? You know, did he does he have enough confidence in the pocket? You know, it, like I think again, we try to be the kind of down the middle, not ride the fence, but again, we are the we are the podcast that brings everyone together. Sky is not falling, everything isn't great. All right. There are things that every team needs to work on, and it's clear. We I think we can all say Jalen Hurts A was a guy, was probably the reason the Eagles won the game. But B, we understand that Jalen Hurts can't run 17 times a game and have this be a, a, a strategy that oh, you can uh, ride uh, for uh, the rest of the year. Uh, no, Roy. Uh, no, Roy. He, uh, no, he was he was right to run those 17 times. Apparently, like, I, like, like, I. There is a fine line to say. Yeah, don't take. You shouldn't take a sack. But <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, no one is saying. Like, I don't know anyone who's saying. Yeah, he should have. For the sake of quarterback, uh, in the sake of, in, in, in the spirit of developing his quarter pocket skills, you should just take a sack. No, don't do that. However, I and like I don't like I I don't want to compare because like I don't know, just comparing him to like Justin Herbert is just is yeah. foolish. Like I, right. no, but when you see a guy like and and then of course like I don't know when when people say that always oh, like he's he's running for his life. I don't think the offensive line had a particularly great game, but when you when you see like Jalen Hurts, like I don't know, running around like that, it gives you this false impression that the offensive line was terrible, and they were not terrible. 
Like, I don't know. Like, and but this is the the never like this is where when, when a quarterback is scrambling around, it makes like we did this with Carson Wentz. I, I mean, like, we're like, I don't know if you just move inside the pocket. In, but I think, but apparently, no quarterback that's ever been on the Philadelphia Eagles can can do this. <laughs> like I don't, I, I know. I, I mean, like, you, it's it's a it's a slide here, and I think that's where I think a guy like Ron Jaworski, I don't know, he played quarterback <laughs> and like was very good, and, and like I, I don't like I think Jaws said it perfectly. It's like he need like no, and 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 I said this, and I put this in my notes on my phone. He's leaving. He left less. He left less meat on the bone than he probably would have left. Less. That being said, he still left. Like it's just, it's not the most efficient way to play quarterback. It's just not. And anyone who tells you, but of course, there can't be this. <laughs> there can't be a, a, like this line where you're where you're kind of criticizing him, and then people are like, "Oh man, people just want him to fail." Like, oh my god. Why are we doing this already? It, I, I'm already sick of these people, and it and it took me forever to get sick of these people. Now I'm really sick of these people. <laughs> well, yeah, and and the thing is, again, people see you know again they they see a certain narrative and they want to run with it, and it's like, look, there's a middle ground of this. Like I think, and I'll push back. I'll, I'll say I'll say the offensive line was bet was atrocious because they kind of were because I think Hertz was was pressured the second most out of any quarterback on week one, other than Mahomes. He was pressured on 35% of his dropbacks. Again, the offensive line was bad. They got blitzed a lot. They couldn't pick up the blitz. No, but also the the quarterback's job is to direct the traffic on Correct. picking up the blitz. Right. Like, I don't, yeah, like, like everybody's at fault. Right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, like, we need to focus in on – if we just want Jalen Hurts to stay basic, then stay basic. But he's also, like, trying to fight for, like, the – like, I don't know, for the – for the future of this team and you have to hold them to that standard. You just can't say, Oh, a because he, I think he had a B minus game. Right. If we want him to play B minus football, they'll, they'll probably by default because everyone's injured. will win the division. They'll probably like, they, they might eat out a playoff win. It won't be impressive, but I, like it, we just need to want more from Jalen hurts. And I don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's, it's not a bad thing. And Jalen Hurts, like you said, Jalen Hurts probably had a B, B-minus game. Again, didn't throw a touchdown pass, didn't throw an interception, did run for a touchdown. Um, again, got himself, you know, extended extended a lot of drives um, on third and longs and fourth and longs, um, again, when he didn't have a lot of pressure. So, again, he did a lot of, a lot of positive things. But, again, you're not going to win a lot of games in this league when your quarterback has zero touchdown passes. You're not going to win a lot of games in this league when your quarterback runs the ball 17 times. You're not. I mean, it's, it's no, I, I, no, and worth for me. I just don't think. Like, I don't know. I just don't think you're gonna, you're gonna go where you're gonna go when your quarterback does that. Like, I don't know. Will you like win a fair amount of games? Sure. Because you, your quarterback played, like I don't know, played mistake free football. Sure. Like I don't know. Like, but I don't think this team is good enough. And I, and particular, I don't. I, I'm not sure. I mean, week one was did not give me. A warm and fuzzy feeling about the defense. This defense is not good. Like, I think you need this offense to be the best unit on the team. Period. A- absolutely right. And I will say this about Jalen Hurts. Again, according to the stats, the most accurate quarterback on throws past the sticks this week, Jalen Hurts. That, again, kudos to Jalen Hurts for that. Again, didn't throw a whole lot past the sticks, but when he did, he was the most accurate quarterback in the league. And when he did, a 
lot of those throws went to A.J. Brown, 10 catches, 155 yards in his Eagles debut, zero catches, one drop, four targets for one Devontae Smith. And that's the other part of this argument, well, not argument, the other part of the discussion that's been happening over the past four days now, it seems. Um, no, but it's Sirianni's fault that uh, that uh, Devontae, like this is where the moving of the goalposts bothers me. It's like, oh, like it's not the coach's decision on who, like, I don't know. Like he does, like this is where, like, and I get that, like, I don't know, you don't want to over blame Jalen but he's the quarterback. He has the ball in his hand. He has free reign to distribute the ball. And and after looking, it's a, I, I think that Jeff Okunat really just had a great game on Devontae Smith. And maybe that had something to do with it. However, Devontae Smith not having a catch shouldn't happen. I don't care if Deion Sanders is covering it. Yeah, he had, he, had a, he had a drop early. Again, he only had four four targets. I believe A.J. Brown had 17. I don't have the number in front of me. Um, again, there's going to be games where, you're, you know, one guy's going to have a lot more catches than the other guy. That's what happens. But you should never have, like, Devontae Smith and or A.J. Brown should never end a game with zero catches. Like, never. Yeah. Like, even if you just throw, like, a little stupid, like, a little four-yard little hitch route or something like that. Like, just get the ball in their hands. Let them see it. Let them get a layup so we can kind of get them involved in the rest of the game. I'm sure, I'm positive that in the Minnesota game this weekend, we'll talk about that later. I'm sure in the Minnesota game, uh, uh, Jalen Hurst is going to look actively look for Devontae Smith early and often just to kind of get him on the board with that. I do want to mention, though, the resurgence of the divisive, decisive, excuse me, not divisive, decisive <laughs> Miles F. Sanders, 96 yards, running towards a new contract, had the big <laughs> run at the end. I helped ice the game. I want you to apologize right now before Miles Sanders does something stupid next week. <laughs> See, this is where the see this is where like week one for me is like I can't really like this is me like I can't form many very tight opinions after after week one because I feel like because I feel like like with no preseason they really are working out a lot of cakes for I'd say over half maybe God man I'd say maybe the the, most of the game the defense definitely. yeah, and like I don't like I'm just like there are now, but now there are things that like for me, like I, other than the obvious defense and hurts, I'm looking to see a how they because even though it was a semi, it, it was a quasi preseason game, teams are going to blitz the Eagles because it, it was pretty apparent that they couldn't, they were they could not handle a blitz right. from the Detroit Lions who had a terrible defense last year. Like no, like. Like now, that's the thing I'm looking for because there's tape now that, like, I don't know. They literally, they tried to run that 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 wide receiver screen, which failed miserably. Like every time that they tried to get the, the ball out of Hurts' hands, it's just either it got deflected or the pass was behind the receiver. It was it was not it, it, like because really, like I don't know, like they on a blitz, you should be able to, like I don't know, like. You got a very good offensive line. You should be able to like break a, a pretty significant gain off of a blitz, but they didn't. They looked they looked terrible against and against the blitz. And secondly, I need to see if this lasts longer. I need to see if if I don't if I don't put the why WTFFFF is Miles Sanders running sideways? I I, I did it. I I, I said. You know what? Kudos to the man. He's followed his blocks. He's Thank followed you. those blocks to a contract. That you know, you know what? He Thank should you. have 
like wherever that open space is, you should imagine a, a, a piece of paper and just like run towards it. Um, that, that's all I wanted you to say. All I want you to say is that you see that Miles Sanders again, when he's decisive, is an elite running back when, in the league. When, 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 he, was, he was decisive in week one, and that's all I need to see from Miles Sanders. Just give me 16 more of those, or however many you have, stay healthy enough of those, <laughs> and then we're going to have a very good year. I do want to talk, well, we have to talk about the defense, uh, which is pretty terrible. Uh, DeAndre Swift, who Swift, who was all, also very decisive, 15 rushes, 144 yards. Jamal Williams had two rush touchdowns against this defense. Um, again, the defense did some good things. Again, we saw Kaiser White flash a little bit, CGJ flash a little bit. James Bradbury had a pick six as well. But again, you didn't um, mention anyone on the defensive line. Well, I'm going to say, like, we, we, we didn't see much from the defensive line because they didn't really do much of anything. Hassan Reddick, no sacks, no hurries, no pressures. Jordan Davis, 22 snaps, um, no sacks, no hurries, no pressures for him. Now, was uh, that like, now, Roy, is that like when Eminem said, OB Choice, no names, no gimmicks? Is really, it yeah, yeah. Hassan Reddick, no, no. no no sacks, no, no, they were terrible. And like, terrible. I, I know we're going to, I know the easy way is to point out Jonathan Gannon, da, 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 da. but Jonathan Gannon had nothing to do with tackling. And they, they just were missing tackles, period. Defensive line, the defensive line, like they just did not look ready. And I know people are going to like, I don't know, point to Jordan Davis. And, and, and that's a big thing. But a friend of mine pointed this out. It's like, are we sure Jordan Davis is able to handle uh, a big like like a big snap count? Because he was not at Georgia, and I I feel Roy. It comes back to you. They should have gone. You should go into the season and say we don't need Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis because for all the resources that you have pumped into the defense, particularly the line, this they just can perennially underachieved and it and it's not a Jonathan Gannon thing it was a they were they were not good under the last year under Jim Schwartz like I I just don't understand I need I need someone smarter to explain this to me yeah and that's a good point that you bring up about Jordan Davis I'm looking right now I didn't see anything during the week Jordan Davis said conditioning wise he feels great so I don't know if it was a conditioning thing my assumption was that it was a conditioning thing the reason why he only played 22 snaps so I assume that's why he didn't play that much. But like you said, that being said, Jordan Davis, I don't want to say he's a luxury, but again, you shouldn't have. He should be. He should be a luxury. You shouldn't be relying yes. on Jordan Davis. You shouldn't be relying on the Kobe Dean. You shouldn't be relying no. on these, these first-year players, um, given the given the talent you have. Given the, amount, the, money. Of money you, yeah, yes, the amount of money no. you spent on this line. Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention for any of the 11 Maryland Out of the Darkness walks this fall. Walk with us to fight suicide and raise funds and awareness to help save lives in Maryland. Together, we can create a culture that's smart about mental health. Find a walk near you. Go to AFSP.org slash MD together. That's AFSP.org slash MD together. Support the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention at any of our 11 out-of-the-darkness walks across Maryland to fight suicide and raise awareness for mental health. Join us. Find a walk near you at AFSP.org slash MD together. Like, no, that's where you, because we talk about the offensive line. They pump in, they put in a ton of money in that offensive line. And you know what? It pays off. They're the best offensive line of football. They put the Eagles 
put all arguably the same amount of money in the defensive line, and it's mediocre. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it got a big hit this past week. Again, Derek Barnett towards ACL. He's out for the year. So the already thin Eagles at defensive end are even thinner. Um, they did sign a guy from the Vikings. I forget his name. Name escapes me to, to provide some depth. Um, but they don't have a lot of depth. Now, granted, like you can move a couple guys out, you know, to the – to DN, you can move Fletcher Cox out to DN. You can line up three, you know, one of three, four, or whatever. You can make it work. But that being yeah. said, they don't have classic DNs as many classic DNs as they would like to have. No, um, they need your, they need the classic DNs that that they have to step up. Josh Sweat, like I like I asked this, I asked this to myself: Is there a guy that like if Hassan Reddick got double digit sacks the last two years? Is that is it okay to expect that he should get double digit sacks this year? Yeah, no, you signed him to get double digit sacks. Like, okay. if, he, if he doesn't get double digit sacks, it's a disappointment. I mean, that's fair. Okay. Like, like, okay. That's what you signed him for. Like, it's fine. Like, like Josh Sweat, I forget how much he's making. You said, like, 15? Like Josh Sweat? Yeah. Somebody, if Josh Sweat's making $15 million a year, you should expect him to get double digit sacks. And then anything less than that is a failure. Like, that's but fair. I, but I think, like, I don't know. And, but this is, I don't want to, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back, but we try to give. The, the thoughts that 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 the gen pop are giving and we are talking about defensive tackles like i don't know not jordan davis but javon hargrave and fletcher cox i don't know like i, I think she might have said it like he was wondering why you brought back fletcher cox and i don't and after like i just don't know what he's giving you anymore like i don't know like and it's not like he's at he's kid he's coming off cheap he's making like 12 million dollars like this is and I look at and you look at Javon Hargrave's game log since that I think I think it's October the fourth of last year when he started off like a ball fire ball mm-hmm. fire. After October the fourth, he had one and a half sacks the entire season, and those are the guys that you rely on. These are the guys that should that that should make Jordan Davis a luxury. Right. Unfortunately, now they're making him a necessity, but that's not that's not fair. To Jordan Davis, like I don't know, like this is, and I think this is what people said about him coming from Georgia. It's like you're gonna have to, like, you just can't throw a kid that's played thirty percent of the snaps in his entire football life and say, "Yeah, Jordan, we're gonna give him 70. That's yeah. correct. Like you're setting the kid up to fail because the veterans are getting absolutely mauled. Like that, the Detroit offensive line. I think they're good. But they, 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 they embarrassed the Eagles' defensive line. Embarrassed. Yeah, no, they they pushed they pushed them around quite a bit. Again, we, you know, we mentioned DeAndre Swift's numbers, Jamal Williams' numbers. Fletcher Cox, I understand why he's. I mean, I get it. I mean, like you're paying a lot of money. I mean, basically for a locker room guy. Just yeah. This is what. You but get. I get it. But I get it. But get you. It. But that's what you get. You have to pay twelve million dollars for vibes. Isn't that what Brandon Graham gives you? Yeah, but, well, again, the question is whether you, should you have brought Brandon Graham back? That's another question. That all this up. No, I get no, the Fletcher Cox. Javon Hargrave, I don't get because you're not paying for vibes, so I don't even know no, what you're paying no, for. That. No, like no, and like I, I think they were talking about like there were there were rumblings that you give him a contract extension. I'm like, no, 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 I, no. because no, you need to figure out because this defensive line has a potential to look very different next year. Like, I don't know, like, like Brandon Graham might be gone or probably, I don't know, like Fletcher Cox. I, I don't see him. I, I see a very remote chance of him being back. 
And I don't know if you like you want to pay Javon Hargrave fourteen million dollars again. This is what no, and, and and I and I try to watch Week One just to like observe things. And you know what I observed for like the four thousandth time? You need a game record on defense. Like you see, like the Cowboys should have lost that game forty nine to zero. But you know why they did? Because they have Micah Parsons, who literally might be the best. Like, and this is saying, like, in a league with T.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, and 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 the Bosa brothers, I think Micah Parsons might be the best defensive player in football. He's yeah. that good. No, he's he is. Good. He is a. He know he affects the score of a game. Like I don't know. You just see it. And how many guys on this Eagles defense with all the money that you're giving? Like and. And it's not like they don't, or it's a sour cap, guys. You gotta remember that. It's not like I don't know. Like you need the the allocate resources appropriately. Who is in your mind, like on a good day, like I don't know, on 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 a sunshine on a dog's rear end day, who wrecks a game for the Eagles? No, the 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 most game wrecky guy you have <laughs> is no, it's Hassan Reddick. But again, he did nothing on Sunday. He did basically nothing. I don't see nothing. He didn't basically Just imagine, Roy, if they if the if the secondary wasn't good. The secondary played an amazing, a very good game. Like, I mean, James, James Bradbury is your CB2. He's a he he could be a CB1 in a lot of places, but yeah. and 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 you got Kaiser White making plays. Like, like, but this is where the defensive coordinator has to figure it out is get the production. Something from the defensive line to marry up with the coverage. That's why that that's why I think and I, and I forget I know it was a play early in the game because people were yelling on their Twitter machine about how the Eagles didn't blitz and I think it was like third and long or something. The Eagles blitzed and they didn't get they didn't get the they didn't get the um, to golf but they, I think it was, it was an incompletion or whatever and everybody's like thank you I, I think they need to I think they need to blitz a little bit more because again no, you have the cornerbacks like, no, no but you have the cornerback you have the cornerbacks to cover these dudes for two minutes. But at some point, a competent football team will figure out how to combat black blitz. Like we are not. Thing, yeah, I, all right, I know, but we are not a competent defense to get there without the blitz right now. No, no, so, but like <laughs> I don't know. At some point, if you blitz, <laughs> if you blitz Kirk Cousins too many times, that's six. To, okay. it's, it's either the feeling, it's a jet. Like this is where I have just, I just want to hold fans and say. You can't. This isn't Madden. You're I'm not, not saying blitz zone. every time. I'm not saying run not, red dog every single time. No, no, no <laughs> but like I don't know. But like that's where like I don't know. Blitzing should be a last resort, from in my opinion. Like and one for the for the amount of time and money that you're putting in that defensive line, they just don't they don't get it done. Period. And they need to get it done because they need help. That's what I'm telling you. They need five. They need six guys to come attack the quarterback. If four if these four guys ain't doing it, send another body. It's fine. You have the, the guys who can cover. But like, don't they have Milton Williams? Like, I, I mean, I am still. I still need to see them. I like. I'm. But I for me and like this is just my like need to like see this defensive line actually live up to like I don't know whatever expectations we have for them. They need to step up, man. Like I don't know. Like and but. Once again, not to like make ourselves look smart, but this was this was one of our biggest concerns coming into the season was the defensive line. I thought that they would like, and now I'm not sure they could do anything well. Like I don't know, like like I thought that they'd be okay stopping the run. Apparently, they can't do that either. Yeah. I thought the biggest issue would be pass rushing, and once again, you're gonna get like. But this is what I like. 
is you're getting tested immediately. There's none of this Fugazi fraud stuff that, like, you're going to just, like, I don't know, like, play a bunch of bums for, like, six weeks of season. No one's going to know. You're going to know. You're going to know really. Like, I, I mean, I know you play the Commanders, and they look a little more than more, more than competent than I thought. You play the Cowboys, but this is a test. I don't care if it's week two. You, like, I don't know, like, Vikings are coming off a big win against the Packers. They got arguably, like, the best offensive player in the game. Um, and they got a lot of talent around Kirk Cousins. So, what Donovan got him doing? Eagles favored by two and a half this Monday against Minnesota at home. Monday night football, home opener, the return of Jalen Rager to the Lincoln to Lincoln Financial Field. So, a huge game for him. He says he's out looking for some revenge. <laughs> of course, the big question now is he, he just quoting said, a Drake? Now is he just quoting that Drake song, or is he actually looking for a bit? He's looking for something, man. He's looking. He's looking. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got. A, he's got. A, he's got a point to prove, man. Um, the key matchup again: who's sticking Justin Jefferson, Darius Slay? You know, we need a huge game out of you because Darius. No, Slay is no, guy. no, no, what? no! I don't. What? I hate. No, we don't need. No, he's no, no, the no, guy. No, who's, no. He, he covers the best receiver on the other team. No, but like, what are we expecting him to do? Like hold Justin Jefferson to like four thirty. I expect no. look if I expect Justin Jefferson not to do what he did on, on week in week one. That's all. I, that's what I expect. What what six like eight for one eighty and two? I hope not. Yeah. No. All right, all right. You, want, you, want, you want numbers? Yes, I want numbers because no, I no, I just feel okay. that like I don't know right. like that's fine. Like like competent like cornerbacks. The rules are so swayed against them that, like, it's really hard to, like, I don't you know. You're shutting like, nobody down. Yeah. No, but, like, I don't know. I Like, what is a reasonable number for Darius Slay to say, yo, yo, I did my damn job. No one else did their job. A reasonable number? Yes. Five, one, 580 in a touch. Okay. Okay. All right. I thought you were going to say, like, I don't know, like, like, like four and, like, 50. No, we're not, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Justin Jefferson is too good. They line him up too many different ways. He's going to get open. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to they have too many dudes that yeah. like, I don't know, like that, like you have to, like, you just can't like not cover Adam Thielen. Right. And, they got, Thielen, you, and people yeah. forget about Dalvin Cook. Doubt, like I'm, I'm worried that Dalvin Cook might be the bigger guy you had to worry about than, than Jefferson. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think yeah. I, obviously, the the big yeah, the the matchup that everybody's looking at is Slay versus Jefferson. But you saw what the Lions did against you on the ground on Sunday, and Dalvin Cook is he better than DeAndre Swift? I don't know, but I mean, he's as good as DeAndre Swift. So I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Dalvin Cook goes off if this defense plays as bad or the line at least plays as bad as they did they did on Sunday. Um, yeah, like you said, this is a test. This is, you will know how good this Eagles team is by Monday. At, I don't know when the game is Monday at. 11 p.m. Eastern time. You'll know how good the team is. You'll know. No, you no, really no. You, you'll you sh- you will know whether you should you should like take that deposit from like that deposit to Arizona at back or keep that John in escrow because yeah. no, I, I mean like these are, this is one of the better teams you're gonna play all season. Yeah, yeah. And again, you look around the NFC East, the NFC period. And again, like this might be a team that that you face in January and late January. This is a pod, no, this is a possible. I like. And yeah, say it. Say again, it. I, I I don't want to. I don't want to pat myself on the back again. But I thought this is a team that could be a buy team. Like I don't know. This is a team that can get a buy. Like I feel like I don't know with with the new coach. I feel like I don't know. I feel like Cousins is going to have a staff. I man, I, I 
a real smart one week into the season. Like, I don't know, stat, like, I think Cousins is going to have a Stafford F season on, under Kevin O'Connell. And I just feel like it's just like, it, it's just circumstances. I mean, every possible good team, other than other than the Vikings and, and the Eagles to a point, they looked down. And I don't think, like, like will the Packers be that terrible all season? No. But what about, I don't know about the 49ers. I feel the Stafford elbow thing is going to be problematic all season. Uh, the Cowboys are dead. But, no, the Cowboys are de- – like, they got the, – the Buccaneers have Tom Brady. They'll be in there. Like, no, like, I, I mean, it's going to be Tampa. It'll be Minnesota. Who who you trust in the NFC South? I don't trust anybody in Nobody. that. Nobody. Right. I mean, again, other, other than Tampa – I mean, Tampa's the only team you trust – NFC South, and and we'll kind of run down the whole list of of, of games. No, there, no, this but... is going to be a wacky season <clears throat> in the NFC. Like I don't like you're going to get a couple teams. I'll say two teams that come out of nowhere. Like I don't know that people thought they were going to be dead. Like I wouldn't be surprised if you saw the New York Giants. Like I don't know. Like it's going to be because I don't think I think the talent discrepancy is nothing. Like I don't know there aren't any, there aren't many talented teams in the NFC. You got to talk about Monday though. Give me, give me a prediction from Monday. What happens? Do I have Monday? to? Yeah, Monday. What happens? Who, who uh, comes out victorious? Who, who comes out two and zero after the game on Monday? I, you know, I try to shoot people straight, and this is I, 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 I said to see what's going to go to the Super Bowl. Crazy enough, I like the Vikings thirty-three mm. to thirty. Ooh, you like you like a lot of points. I don't. I, I just like, don't think. I, I just don't like. I think. I think that it's like I don't know. Both offenses are gonna are gonna cook, but in the end, I just don't think the Eagles' defensive line will be able because I think I think I think that the the Vikings take an early lead. I think the Eagles are playing some catch up. I just think that like whenever the defense needs to get like a stop, like a run stop or a pass stop, they can't. I like it. Um, I will go. 24-21 Eagles. I think it's going to be a really wow. close game. I think it's going to kind of be back and forth. I I think I think Kirk Cousins is, is I think Jalen Hurts is going to make one or two more bigger plays than Kirk Cousins to put the game away. Um, again, it's going to be a really hostile environment for the Vikings. Again, road game, home opener for the Eagles. If the, if you played this game in Minnesota, I'd probably have the Vikings winning by ten. Like, I think it's like I think they're I think they're 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 closer to being a more put together team at this point than the Eagles. I think the yeah. Eagles being being at home, the home opener. I think all that stuff is going to work in their favor. The, the um, fact that like the Eagles aren't even a three point favorite on right. at home is, right. is, is a little weird. And I feel like I don't know. Like this is still Kirk Cousins. You could still have he could still be had on the road if, yeah. with pressure. I just don't know if like I don't know like. And once again, you're going to find out a lot about this defense if they look horrible again. Does does someone start hearing footsteps or like start worried about his job? Because I would. Nah, I don't. Th- I don't think. I don't think there's any. I don't think so. I, I really don't. I don't think two games in. I, I don't think. I mean, conversations will be had by the general we population because we're idiots and we do these things. Um, yeah. But yeah, like in in actuality, I don't think Jonathan Gann is worried about his job. I don't think anybody's worried about their job if, if, if this defense looks looks bad for another another week. And again, like you said, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. There's a very good chance they could look bad, and, and I wouldn't put it past the Vikings to kind of, like you said, put up. Was it 33? How many? How many did you say? 33 points. 33. 33 points against Eagles. I, w- I wouldn't put it past them. Um, you mentioned that you can't take a lot out of Week One. I'm going to go on a record. 
I'll, I will make some guarantees after week one because I saw a lot of week one that, that tells me I know what to expect the rest of this year. I know the Bills are just going to run crazy over the AFC. The Bills are fantastic. They look like trash against the Rams, turn the ball over four times, still won by 21 on the road. The Bills are a good team, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, oh, no they're, be, they're, the best, they're the best team in the NFL. And yes. it's going to be interesting to see because it's rare that you see an NFL team wire to wire be the best team. And, like, no, because usually, like, I don't know. I But I think I think this Bills team has a chance to be, to, like, literally not – they're not going to go they're, – they're not going to go undefeated or anything. Right. But I feel like it's not going to be a doubt throughout the season that they're the best team. Everything goes through Buffalo. I know. I, I just – I feel like they're almost due. Like, I don't know. They've had a bunch of, like, I don't know, playoff heartache. They got – they got – they got the game wrecker finally on defense. You got the ultimate game wrecker on – you got, like, five game wreckers on offense. I don't – Josh Allen's, like, three of those guys. Like, I don't know. Like, no, I, I feel like – like, they – they earned they, – they put in the work. And, no, like, they feel like an old-school team where, like, Homegrown, but had a like miscute, like I don't know, just awful playoff losses, heartbreaking playoff losses. Yeah. And now they're like, you know what? We know what we need to do. We got that racist Cole Beasley off the team. We brought in Von Miller. They're stacked, yeah. and more, more importantly, I think they're motivated. They're like, you know what? We're just gonna, well, we're just gonna run like I don't know, rough shot over the entire league. And I would not be surprised if they, if, if they won thirteen to fourteen games. No, I think I think 13 wins. I think is a is a pretty decent baseline for the Bills. They look good. You mentioned the Vikings. We talked about the Vikings. I'll, I'll go on record with you. The, the Vikings are going to win that division. I think that's clear. Like, yep. I don't think the, I don't think the Packers are going to win. I don't know if the Packers are going to win 10 games. To be honest with you, I think the Vikings win that division. I think they look good. I think we can calm down about Patrick Mahomes missing Tyreek Hill because I think they'll be fine. I'm not saying they're going to win that division, but I think the Chiefs will be fine. The, you know, the sky is not falling for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes put up five touchdowns. Against a Cardinals team that I think is bad, I'll say it. I don't yeah, think Cardinals no, are not they're good. bad. They're not good. Yep. Cardinals no. are a good team. You know what? I'm going to make a bold prediction. This is going to be Bill Belichick's last season. Oh, I, I like that. I like that. New, New England, England. New, New England was terrible. Horrendous. No, they don't. No, no, they look bad. They can't move I, the ball. As Can crazy they? as it sounds, I, I'm I'm serious. Like I don't like I don't know. People want to like play off this like McVay Kyle Shannon thing is like oh they're not that good. Have you seen like I don't know the immediate dividends that these coaches, I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea what they're doing, but they are putting their guys in the right position. I think, I, I think Miami might like, I think AOC is so stacked. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they might be in second place. If Miami was in the NFC, they'd probably be like the fourth seed. Yeah. Um, in the AFC, they, like you said, they might not make the playoffs. This tells you the disparity of talent between the AFC and, and the NFC, yeah, but Miami's a pretty Miami's offense can be really good when they click. Like I think they could, I can think, I think Tua and those wide receivers, I think they can, they can put together some some big numbers when that offense really starts. To but click. but yeah. who? But in the AFC West, yes. How many how many teams make the playoff? I put I already I put a bet a good a clean five dollars on this because I think Fox Bet had a prediction. Will three teams make the playoffs? I said yes. I think we get wow. three out of the AFC West. I think we get three. I think we get three. I think you know the story. So, so, so that means, like, I don't know, like, you get – so that means a, a pretty, like, a pretty mainstream team doesn't get in. That means – Correct. That means, like, a Pittsburgh doesn't get in. That means maybe a, a Cincinnati doesn't get in or a Baltimore. Like, no, I, I mean, like, 
like I don't think Pittsburgh gets him. Be honest, but but yeah, no, no, oh no, like I don't know. They they need to figure that quarterback position out like now. And I don't like I don't think the AFC South gets in it more than one more than the division winner. Oh, like, no, I, <laughs> it, it really does set up for. And I think I think the Broncos will be fine. I don't know about the Raiders because I just it just feels like a very Raider Raider team, like a lot of names, but. Just not a lot of substance. Like I don't know. Like I don't know what their identity is. I don't know. Like are, are they just a passing team? Like, but no. Like there are a lot of unknowns. But like you said, there's a couple. I would say I don't think they're bold. I don't. I I, I have a feeling New England won't be won't be good. I am very undecided on the 49ers. I have no idea. They're not good. What, I'm telling you, I will tell you right now. They're not good. I don't think they're good. So so what you're saying is they botched a draft like a. a a three a trade three ones for Trey Lance. I don't think Trey Lance is ready for prime time yet. I'm not saying he's never going to be, but again, I got it because the old runner is he Jordan season, Love? Oh, he's not Jordan Love. Jordan Love stinks. <laughs> but, but but I don't think he's like there was the old run in the Niners was ten wins this year. I didn't I, like I said like they're not going to win ten. I don't think they're going to win ten games this year. I don't think they're that good. I don't, well, let me say this. I don't think he's good enough to lead that team to ten wins. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. I don't think no, I, I, I mean like. It's I, I I said man it's not, I don't think it's a coincidence that they that they decided to keep Garoppolo because like th- if they were so confident in Trey Lance they would have just said you know what we'll cut you like I don't like I but like like they don't think he's worth not the drama like I don't know because there will be like I don't, there's just natural like I don't know like there's probably a group of dudes in that locker room that prefer Garoppolo over Trey Lance period right. Right. and that like but you don't you don't. You don't have that drama unless it's worth it. Where you think Garoppolo can just like I don't know if Trey Lance is just massively struggling. You're like, yo, Jimmy, come in there, and, and and he'll do it. And like I don't know, like this is where I don't know. Like I don't know where people like Jimmy Garoppolo got this team to an NFC Championship game yeah. and a Super Bowl. I yeah. don't know what else you want from the dude. <laughs> if Jimmy, if if Trey Lance starts two and four, let's say, do they make the switch? Oh yeah. You think they do? I'm I'm trying to figure out what what would be the tipping point for them to make the switch on on this. No, team. because like you, this is this this is too talented of a team to just punt on a season. You can't. Like okay. I don't know. This All team right. is stacked. Like and and I have a feeling that the players will just say no. Like I don't know. Like this isn't like a middling team where you're like let's throw the quarterback in. Like I don't know. Let's let's do an experiment. No, like I don't know. The 49ers are like one of the most talented teams in the NFL. Like and I think the players will say, you know what, we like the kid. This is why you kept Jimmy. Yeah, and there'll be like Kyle. I know why you kept Jimmy because you because and like you can't BS the players. Like they see this in practice that like I don't know like he's still throwing bad interceptions. No, you're you're right. I just I'm trying. To, I was just trying to think like I know he's their guy, and you know they they quote unquote tried to move heaven and earth to move Jimmy this this summer, but it didn't happen. But I just don't know like is six games enough, is eight games enough to bail on this whole thing and kind of put Jimmy back in there. But at some point, like you said, this team's too good. To, to to start to to dig yourself too much of a hole because at some point you're not going to be able to get out of the hole whoever that and especially and especially the NFC I keep saying that like yeah. you you are, you are doing you are doing <laughs> your yourself a disservice if you're not if if the trade deadline comes and you like see like the landscape of the like you have how many teams that have almost that are going to eliminate themselves after a month yeah like I don't know like Carolina Atlanta Seattle probably. Arizona yeah. probably, and like yeah. I don't know, like one, like honestly, I think the Cowboys are shot. Like I don't know, they like like they've almost eliminated themselves after that back injury. So you're just saying, you know what? Like 
there are there isn't an unbeatable team in the NFC. Let's go for it because there will there will be something. Like, there'll be a trade out there that like that a team thinks that they can make. No, like the way the um, Rams got Von Miller. Yeah, for those who don't know, Chris mentioned the Dak injury. De- uh, Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, injured his thumb in the fourth quarter of their loss to Tampa Bay in a pretty boring game. But the Dak injury caused him to have surgery. The initial report said six to eight weeks. Uh, Jerry Jones said they're not even going to put Dak on IR. So he expects Dak to be back in about four weeks. Um, when Russell Wilson had this injury, I believe it was last year he had the injury, he came back after missing three games. So four weeks isn't out of the realm of possibility. But that being said, four weeks with, with – um, who's their quarterback? Cooper Rush as, as, their, yes. as their quarterback is probably going to be enough to – Put the Cowboys at either zero and five or one and four, which pretty much is a death knell to their season. Uh, so, like the Cowboys are probably going to be done. So, again, maybe that frees up a spot for a team like the Commanders. And we saw a, a very Wentzian game out of Carson Wentz this past weekend. Um, he had... If you had to buy stock on, on on one of these less than mid NFC East teams, who are you buying it on? The Commanders or the Giants? <sighs> Do I have to buy stock? I can't just hold yes. the money. No. no. Right. If I if I had oh this is gonna this is gonna sound nasty. If I had to buy the stock, I will buy stock in the commanders. Wow. I think that I think that receiving core is actually pretty decent. Um when when Brian You know Robinson who the quarterback gets, is, right? I know I know, I know. But, but I know who Daniel Jones is too. No, no, but I feel like I don't know. Like there's something like and maybe this is my friend, Chris, that just Text me constantly about the Giants, and I would be like, "Bro, I love you. I don't care this much about the New York Giants." But like, <laughs> I, I, like, like this shows you how incompetent that franchise has been for like almost like six or seven years. Is I think they got like you saw how like players reacted to Brian Dable. Like, I, I mean, like, and like I don't know, like I don't think it's an untalented team. You got a bad quarterback, right. but I think you got a lot of dudes that are just like on like prove it now deals like Saquon Barkley I feel like I don't know like it took him two years but he's back I feel like they will be a plucky team I don't know if they'll be better I like I just don't know like how many times Brian Dable can like I don't know like cover up the quarterback being terrible and and like I don't know that that like there are so many times that like uh, that that kid is just gonna throw just up up uh, an anatomy crushing interception. Well, no, he did it, and it's still one. Right, like, no, right. like that's where, like, and kudos to that coach, man, because I feel like that's when you have clout to be like, yo, we gotta like clean up the culture here. It's like, yo, you cannot do that, buddy. You can't. Or Tyrod Taylor will be playing. Like, no, and, mm-hmm. and like, but I feel like I, I think the Giants might be a, a game or two better than I thought. Yeah, I think the Giants. Yeah, the Giants are better. Beating the Titans—that's a big win on the road. No, no, that's, that's a, a road win against yeah. a competent team. I don't know right. how good the Titans. Yeah, the Titans, are. Are, the Titans but, are good, but yeah, no, but like, but you see, like the Lions. Like, I feel like the Lions, teams like the Lions and the Giants are just going to be those teams that play hard, but they don't have enough talent, so they'll lose a bunch of games. But they will gnaw at your. No, the Lions are going to win games because they're just playing harder than. Than you, period. I mean, they almost beat the Eagles. But um, but you know, by that a similar token, I think the Commanders, at least on offense, I think they're a pretty talented team. Like I think the I think, yeah. they're, I think they're pretty. Like, again, they have a really good receiving core. Again, when Brian Robinson gets back, they have a pretty decent to above average running back room. Um, again, and you know the but you know the quarterback is going to give you one. 
And he, oh, and, he, and, and he did on Sunday, and they but they came back and won, and that's the but thing. They, like, All right. But it was against the Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville again, they're a much better team than the Jacksonvilles of, of the last couple of years, so they're not a bad team. I mean, no, maybe, I feel like I don't know, at like, home. I, I feel like there aren't a lot of teams that are going to be purposely bad. Like you don't have a tanking team. Like no. I'm like look at look at the Bears. The, like yeah. the Bears are might be the least talented team in the NFL. I know it was a monsoon, right. but like they fought. They, like they no, and I team. feel like I feel like that's what you're gonna get a lot of is you're not gonna get bad teams that are just laying down because like I don't even the Texans had, didn't lay down and they should have no like I don't know they should have won like yeah. I don't like and people gotta give no long neck Davis Mills his props <laughs> he's pretty decent no I feel like I feel like week one will be indicative of most uh, of a good amount of the season where you're gonna teams. That are just playing harder because there aren't that many talented teams. I think the teams that play harder are gonna get are, are gonna beat these teams because I don't think the talent discrepancy is that that wide in a lot of cases. Yeah, no, and that's a, that's a perfect way to end this show because you're talking about the non-talented teams, and I'm looking at the uh, red zone schedule or the the NFC NFL schedule for week two with the Eagles on Monday night, and a lot of these Sunday games are horrendous. Um, so if you guys have some errands you need to do um, on Sunday in, in preparation for the Eagles game on Monday, Sunday is a great day to do those. But we will talk about week two. Hopefully we'll be back discussing an Eagles win next week here on the Broad Street Line on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. But until next week, we are out of here. Mr. Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.